Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson. I'm the opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the extended version of Inside Sources on a Tuesday. And uh, really thrilled uh, to have our next guest on. Uh, we are very pleased to be joined uh, by Clark Gilbert, who is the president of the BYU Pathway Program. And uh, Clark, of course, has a history here uh, in the building with the Deseret News and a host of other places. Uh, but there was uh, just a fantastic in-depth piece done by Tad Walsh of the Deseret News, featuring a lot of the work that uh, that Clark has been driving and uh, wanted to get him on uh, from both an innovation in higher education uh, and a host of other things. So, Clark, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Boyd. Uh, well, let's let's start kind of where where Tad started on this article. And again, this is on Deseret.com. Uh, he talked about the fact that one, you know, everyone is talking about the cost and the challenge of higher education today. And uh, you've taken a little different approach that started with a little pilot program of about 50 students. And now you've got 45,000 students and it's just, you know, mushrooming all over the world. Uh, give us a little of the backstory of uh, how this came about and, and kind of the trajectory of what you're on. Thank you. Yeah, we, you know, we had seen tremendous growth in uh, enrollments at BYU-Idaho. Um, but we realized that many of the students who would most benefit from a college degree weren't able to leave uh, their homes and come to a residential campus and uh, spend years away uh, just studying. And, and we looked at people who weren't going to college and why were they not going to college? And, um, and by the way, uh, you know, in the, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that's well over 50% of American members of the Church, and over 80% of the international members of the Church. Mm. And as we started to look at reasons they weren't going, you know, we would read quotes that said, you know, get all the education you can get from President Monson or from President Nelson, uh, from members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, education is a spiritual responsibility. Uh, and we'd read those statements to people who weren't going to college, and we'd say, do you believe that? And they'd say, oh, yeah. Do you believe these are inspired leaders? Absolutely. And, well, why aren't you going to college? And um, you'd hear the most common response would be, I, keep, I don't have the resources, so financial constraints. But the other two were really interesting. One was, I, I'm just not 
able to do it. I'm not capable enough. Mm. Uh, those statements that you read, read to us, those are true statements, but for, they're for smart people. And it would just break your heart. Yeah. And, uh, and so we started saying, how do we create a program that gives those prospective students the confidence and the skills they need to succeed? And then how do we design a program that will be flexible enough for them so they can work where they live? Right. Um, and access an education no matter where they are. Yeah. Both in life and geographically. Yeah. Well, I want to break down just a little bit before we get to some of the innovative solutions. And uh, and I know a lot of that connects to so much of the uh, disruptive innovation that you've done over the years at Harvard and other places. Uh, but I want to address uh, those those issues that you just raised, Clark. One, the dropout rate, uh, which I love your term for it, the stop the stopout rate. I want to talk about that yeah. and, and how that uh, rate was you know, so high among those uh, in the bottom quartile of income. So if you can give us that, and yeah. then, I, then I want to really dive into this uh, stopout uh, versus dropout uh, issue. Yeah, you know, the U.S. higher education system is really facing a moral and ethical crisis around graduation rates, and that's true overall. The national uh, six-year completion rate for college is less than 45%. Yeah. But if you look at the populations who are most at risk, first-generation college students, um, students who come from bottom quartile family income households, uh, there the six-year completion rate is 11%. Oh, wow. And, I mean, just it's just mind-boggling to think about that. And so all of this talk about providing more access and helping, you know, the poor get into a college, helping first-generation students get into a college. We, we actually don't have an access problem. We have a completion problem. And, you know, it really is a crisis. And we, we knew that if we were going to serve a population who didn't think they'd be able to make it in college, we had to really focus in on this completion issue. And it's, I think it's a fundamental uh, concern for anyone who's serious about serving lower income and first generation college students. Yeah, it's so, it's so important that uh, that ability to have some real upward mobility, some sustainable upward mobility uh, as you said is not just an access problem, it's a it's a completion problem. Uh one of the one of the people that uh, Tad Walsh who uh, wrote the piece in Deseret News today uh reference was the uh president of uh Southern New Hampshire University yes. uh president Paul LeBlanc and he he paid a really high uh compliment saying that uh the work that you're doing uh and your team at uh, BYU Pathway uh is really helping shape a much more fluid adaptive diverse form of higher education uh tell us a little bit more about that because that's where we start to get to how do we solve the completion problem uh, in a more yeah. significant way. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because we didn't understand this going in. There were, you know, a lot of things we had to learn. And, um, and it's definitely been a, a process of discovery and uh, inspiration over time. We started out thinking 18 to 24-year-olds leaving high school, going to college. But it turns out when you make education more affordable, when you make it more flexible with online learning and you let people gather and uh, attend wherever they live, 
you pull in whole new categories of students uh, very early on. Um, in fact, in the interview with Tad, I talked about being in Manhattan, New York, and we did a, an event to tell all these high school students that there was an affordable, spiritually-based education available to them. And I was just shocked at how many of their adult leaders came out for the meeting. It was We were in the Lincoln Center Chapel in New York City, and it was full to the back. And it was about 15 minutes into the meeting when we realized all of these adult leaders were not only there for their children, but they were there for themselves. Wow. And, you know, one of the things we've really learned is many people uh, don't get to college. They think they've missed their opportunity. And through online programs and more accessible programs like BYU Pathway, they can come back uh, later in life. And we have many adult learners who are underemployed, working in an hourly wage, and they come back to better themselves through education. And, you know, what, one of the things with BYU Pathway is you don't have to take an ACT. You don't have to do a long, complicated application. Uh, you don't have to even uh, have an ecclesiastical endorsement to start the Pathway Connect program. So we have we have members of the church who are less active in the church who find this as a way of coming back and bettering themselves. And we have members who are or students who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And as long as they have a, a connection to the church and understand this is a spiritually based program, they come in and yeah. all the you know you know thirty year old mothers coming back to school and and you know. Men in their late 20s who miss college and are understanding they need more education to have a good job. And so BYU Pathway has really opened up whole new categories of students who never thought education was within their reach. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we've got uh, President Clark Gilbert from uh, BYU Pathway uh, Program joining us today. We're talking about the extraordinary results they're achieving and the thousands of lives they're impacting through this just really revolutionary approach to higher education. And uh, I'm, I'm going to lean on you there, President, uh, to stick with us for one more segment because as a uh, former business guy who loved to break down and look at innovation, uh, there's a few more questions I have to ask you. You stay with us Great. for one more round? Great. Okay, awesome. When we come back, I'm going to ask uh, President Clark Gilbert about how they can teach to the uniqueness of the one Uh, through their revolutionary program. Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the extended version of Inside Sources. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is the extended edition of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. We're continuing our conversation with President Clark Gilbert from the BYU Pathway Program. Uh, just an extraordinary piece written today by uh, Tad Walsh in uh, Deseret News and on Deseret.com. Uh, you can check that out. And especially at a time in our country and around the world where people are talking about 
the incredible debt that many students are coming out of college with, the number who aren't even entering to begin with. And BYU Pathway has uh, has cut a path, so to speak, to some really unique spaces. Uh, President Gilbert, I wanted to, to uh, drill down just a little bit more on some of the, the ideas in terms of how do you actually get to teach to the one? How do you tailor to the uniqueness of the one uh, when you're serving t- literally tens of thousands? You know, one of our guiding values is the, quote, concern for the one. And uh, this happens in lots of ways. Uh, one of them starts with the student experience in their local gatherings. Our students, while we uh, have many students all across the world, they gather in small groups every week and help mentor and support each other. There's someone there who knows your name, who can help you. Uh, we have 2,500 missionary couples who mentor and support these students in each of the gathering locations. And then we have a mentoring program that uh, helps students who have uh, particular questions and concerns where a mentor and a coach would help them uh, get through, especially the important and challenging stall points they face in their education. Oh, I think that's uh, so important to be able to uh, to get to that. Again, the uniqueness of the one is is always the, the real test there. Uh, give us some examples of uh, some of the re- results. You're in 133 different countries, I think, last we checked. Uh, yeah. That's a yeah. big number, a broad perspective. But what are some of the results that you're seeing? You know, we track uh, the impact of the program, um, both in uh, students' personal and spiritual lives, uh, as well as in their academic and professional lives. And students who come through the program uh, see dramatic increases in their confidence. Uh, By the time they're done with our introductory Pathway Connect program, over 90% of them feel more confident in their ability to succeed in college. Um, over 80% go on to a better job and or more education. Um, students who get a certificate in the program, over 72% of them get a better job immediately upon completing a certificate. And, of course, we're so focused on their spiritual and uh, personal progression, and we look at things like, you know, how has their spiritual confidence grown and how is their faith in Jesus Christ grown, and we see dramatic increases in the students who engage in that. And it's interesting, boy, because, you know, sometimes we'll have uh, more secular organizations come study what we're doing, and, you know, and they're like, well, we don't want to look at the religious side of what you do, just kind of the innovations in your degree structure and your curriculum. And, and we have many great innovations that have helped in those areas, but at the core of BYU Pathway is the ability to teach people their divine potential. Mm. When they realize that, they know they have more abilities to succeed than they ever thought possible. Yeah. Well, as you know as well as anyone, the uh, the, the the gift and the reward for doing extraordinary work is the gift and reward to do more extraordinary <laughs> work. And sometimes that's exhausting. I know you're currently expanding to 50 new countries. Uh, and you mentioned this this element that I think is part of the secret sauce, uh, is that it there is a local connection to it. It isn't just simply online. There's yeah. a local connection. You actually mentioned uh, what's going on here in the state of, the, of Utah. Share that with us as well. Yeah. You know, people get so excited when they hear about the BYU Pathway Program, and they say, ask me, 
well, is it growing in West Africa? And is it growing in the Philippines? And how about Latin America? And the answer is yes, it's growing in leaps and bounds almost everywhere we go. But one of the fastest growth areas we have in the whole church is right here in Utah. We have over 10,000 students here in Utah. Um, they meet and gather in over 15 locations that go, run up and down the Wasatch Front. And, you know, they have access to an affordable education right here at home. And, you know, students can go in and, you know, go to the BYU Pathway website at byupathway.org. And they can find out about the program. They can apply. It takes 10 minutes to uh, apply and find a location. And, you know, the price of BYU Pathway is about half the cost of a typical community college. And yet you get a very high quality and very a confidence-building uh, degree program available to all the students. Oh, fantastic. Again, if you're just joining us, we've got uh, President Clark Gilbert from the BYU Pathway Program joining us on Inside Sources today, talking about just some of the extraordinary work, the higher education work. Uh, as as you look forward, uh, Clark, what are, what are some of the next level things? What uh, what else should we be looking, and what else should we would, should we be expecting? out of higher education and programs like the BYU Pathway Program in the years ahead? Well, I think it's really important to ask of higher education, how do they how do they onboard people who didn't think they could access an education? But just as important as onboarding is, do they complete? And, you know, do, do programs help students not only enter the college experience, but the, do they help them complete? And, you know, for us, not only do we focus on retention and mentoring and helping students through the program, but we've also accelerated the value of a college education into the first year by having all of our students first do a job skill certificate so that one year into the program, they have a better job and can earn more money And if life gets in the way, no one can take that away. In most universities, you start working on your general education and your prerequisites before you ever do anything that will have value in the marketplace. And at BYU Pathway, we've really tried to say, hey, within one year, we're going to get you a job skill certificate. All of those credits will count towards your bachelor's degree. But then no matter what happens, no one will ever be able to take away from you this skill you developed and your value that shows up in the marketplace through better employment. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I think that's such a critical component to it, to to be able to have that kind of instant impact and then to deliver those kind of lasting results uh, re- really is the secret sauce. I mean, that is the, the magic to be able to really transform and help someone uh, with that upward mobility or opportunities they otherwise wouldn't have. That's right. I, I say often, you know, our goal is not enrollment. Our goal is student outcomes, and those start with completions and completion of a certificate, as well as the other good things that happen in their life through education. Yeah. President Clark Gilbert from BYU Pathway Program, uh, an innovative approach to higher education uh, that is transforming tens of thousands of lives around the country and around the world. And uh, we appreciate your effort, and we look forward to more innovation uh, in the days and years ahead. Thanks for being with us today. Well, thank thank you, Boyd. And, and, you know, look, anyone who wants to learn more can just come uh, 
to the BYUPathway.org website, and we'd love to have you be part of the program. All right, BYUPathway.org. That's where you can get your start. Uh, great insight, as always. Thanks again to uh, President Clark Gilbert for joining us today on Inside Sources. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we're going to talk about what uh, is on the president's mind today. He gave just a little impromptu uh, Oval Office interview, and we'll pick up on some of the economic impact of all of that when we come back on Inside Sources. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.